brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. A major, major day for brands today. Tiger Woods wins his fifth Masters title. What does that mean for the brand of Nike, a brand that stood with him through thick and thin? Also today, Donald Trump tweets out that Boeing should just fix their 737 MAX aircraft, the ones that uh, notoriously crashed, and rebrand them. Is there wisdom in rebranding a brand that kills? I went on the air with Mark Brainy at CFAX and talked about it. Let's listen in. 335, 25 minutes before four. Well, you may have been one of the tens of millions of people glued to their TVs yesterday morning for a moment in sports history that was as redeeming as it was moving. Tiger Woods set up on the 18th hole at Augusta and he showed he still is the master. Tiger Woods winning his first major in more than a decade, several back and knee operations, major public humiliation, and 4,000 days later, Tiger is back. So what does this mean for the game of golf, for the Tiger Woods brand, and for Nike? Let's bring in our brand expert, Mark Stoiber is a brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, author of Didn't See It Coming, and his latest book, Stop Busting Your Brand. Good afternoon, Mark. Hey, thanks for having me back. Had, what had, am I going to say after that? I know. It was magical. Did you watch it? Yeah. I did, too. Yeah. I, I'm not a big golf guy, but uh, buddies texted me and said, are you watching this? I said, actually, I am. And I was riveted. It's, it's, well, it's just such a triumph for the human you know, spirit and stuff like that. It, 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 it's so good on so many levels. I'm it, not a big golf fan. but Yeah, me neither, but it was a great moment. So when it comes to the Tiger Woods brand, what, what does this mean? What does this victory do for him? Well, let me, uh, you know, I went looking today, and uh, Nike is his major sponsor and a very, very famous story back when he was having his trouble with the, the infidelity. Um, a lot of sponsors dropped him like a hot potato. Uh, Accenture dropped him and uh, there was another one too which which one was it uh, Accenture and AT&T AT&T dropped him like a hot potato and Nike stuck by him and everybody's like oh what's Nike gonna do what's Nike gonna do well I tell you what they did um, on the weekend they made twenty two million five hundred and forty thousand dollars in uh, advertising impressions. $22.5 million. Now, how's that compiled? How do you know? How do they compile? They, what they do, they compile the effect and the value of seeing Tiger Woods wearing a swoosh on his shirt, on his hat, on his shoes, on his everything, and how much exposure he was given times the number of people that were watching in the U.S. And it's more valuable than an ad because you're seeing an actual person at 43 win his fifth Masters wearing that shirt not only so him it, though his his two children two of yeah. his children were there yeah his mother yeah and they all there was swoosh villa there were swooshes everywhere i know there's swooshes everywhere and it's wonderful because you know it's one thing to to watch an ad and go that's kind of nice but to watch a guy make history like that and by the way he's wearing the swoosh and then to rewind and go during the good times and the bad nike stuck by him and they go wait a minute Nike, that's a company that sticks with people, like Colin Kaepernick, for example, or Charles Barkley, I am not a role model, or Kobe Bryant, you know, when he was going through his bad times. And you go, those guys, they're good guys. They stick through thick and thin. Oh, and by the way, Tiger Woods, great story of going through the thick and thin. So what it does, it just roll, it just avalanches this impact that the that the logo gets, that the Nike logo gets. So Nike did extremely well, extremely well on the weekend for sticking through the thick and thin. And by yesterday afternoon, uh, a lot of people were going to sports shops 
picking out uh, tiger tiger gear uh, apparel. Yeah, it started selling off the shelves. Started selling out. Yeah, yeah. it couldn't get the stuff. And Nike was smart, as it seems to always be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it created a video. It goes about fifty-two seconds. Mm-hmm. I watched it this morning. I was going to play it, but it's mostly music and visual, and it basically shows uh, a lot of clips from Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. and then it, there is a, a montage of clips, and the theme is. Quote, it's crazy to think a 43-year-old who has experienced every high and every low and one has just won his 15th major is chasing the same dream as a three-year-old. And they show him at age three. Yeah, and he says, I'm going to beat Jack Nicklaus. I'm going to beat Jack Nicklaus's records. Yeah. And he's back on. I know. I'm getting, I'm getting the chills just I thinking about too. it now. And it's, I've never been a Tiger fan, but crazy. I'm going to start cheering for him now because it's, it's a crazy. great story. I love it. You know, in... You know, today we're facing a lot of, you know, trying times and there's not a lot to be happy about. You know, we're going to touch on that in a moment. Uh, And to see a story like this come across, you just, you want to cheer. And, you know, a smart company, uh, it is like a person. A brand is like a person. And you can learn so much about a brand by the way they behave through the thick and the thin. And I think this is a wonderful win for Nike. It's a wonderful win for the PGA. It's, what do you think oh. this does for, for, for golf, oh. for the golf network, for TSN here in Canada, which mm-hmm. carries golf, mm-hmm. uh, for the American networks who have the mm-hmm. contracts for golf? What do you figure? I, I think it's going to be insane. I think it's going to be insane. But I, what, I, what I really, really like as from a brand perspective is uh, brands have traditionally been extremely gun-shy. Uh, companies are extremely uh, hesitant to take a risk on anything. And I think what people are starting to see is that there is a payoff for a company as well as a person to take a stand. Now, you remember when um, we're going to be talking about Donald Trump a min- in oh, a minute. do we have to? Yeah, but I was you, happy for a moment it was, there. I know, but it, <laughs> there used to be the thing that companies would go into histrionics if, if Donald Trump tweeted about them. And now they're just like, eh. You know, it's going to pass. And I think that as, as, uh, as, as politicians seem to disappoint more and more, you're seeing more and more companies come up and go, we have to take a role, we have to do something. So companies embracing sustainability, companies embracing the social good, companies just making a stand, companies sticking by people through thick and thin. I think it's all a very, very good thing because... Frankly, I mean, we need brands that reflect uh, the better part of us. And this is good for Nike because they had some problems with, the, remember the exploding shoes mm-hmm. a few months ago? I don't remember that at all. Oh, but yeah, I they, had, the they, had, they had a, yeah, they, they had a sneaker uh, that they were trying out. It wasn't the NCAA uh, championship. It wasn't March Madness. It was a while ago. It might have been the beginning of the college basketball season. And I can't recall the team, the college, or Oh, the, the basketball player. player that basically walked out of his shoes. Walked out of his yes. shoes. Right. Yes, and that, yes. he, was run, he was wearing a prototype of one of their new models. Yes. And it just basically exploded on him. Yeah. And that was a bit of a setback. Yeah, of course. And he got injured on the play. Yes, he got injured, which is a big one. And you, you know, talk about injury to a college player. That can knock his career out before right. it even starts. That's a pretty big whoop. So they recovered from that. I'm not sure yeah. if the kid has recovered from that. But. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I just, I just tie this in. The first thing that I thought of here was Colin Kaepernick, you know, when he was at his most controversial. Uh, they backed him. He made that commercial. And everybody, remember, we were talking about this on the radio, how everybody was saying, oh, I'm going to burn my Nikes. And sales went through the roof. Right, and it it pays to take a stand if who it's a so, if it's who, a good stand. Who is so stupid? And I'm going to use that word on purpose. Stupid, to purchase a, a jersey mm. or a pair of shoes at a great cost, 
And then because uh, of an executive decision about signing an athlete, burning them. I like, don't know. what kind of a weirdo do you have to be? I don't know. I can understand, and I'll tell you a quick story. I, I remember when the, uh, the Senators had a, a player who was number 15 that played for Atlanta, and they, they got him back. It'll come to me now. Anyway, he did really poorly in Ottawa. I forget the name, darn it. And uh, they wanted to trade him. And some, somebody, somebody put his jersey uh, on the streets of Ottawa, and people were walking on it. Okay, that was a protest to make a point. It wasn't some dude in his backyard having a weenie roast over a pair of Nike shoes mm-hmm. to, because he doesn't like Colin Kaepernick. Well, this was more of a, an emotional thing to sports as opposed to a protest over the American flag because, you know, all that I have a nonsense. Theory. I have a theory that um, internet rage, it's like a wildfire. It goes very, very quickly, burns very hot, and it's over before you know it. And I think there's this phenomenon that people want to jump on the bandwagon and build their own little personal brand by getting as much attention as possible. Yeah. And some people, I guess, buying a $200 pair of shoes and burning them to get a quick spike in internet attention, I guess that's their, uh, that's their facsimile for love. You know, and, and maybe feeling important that way gives them a, a voice in the world for five seconds and then they're gone again. So I think that has a lot to do with it, that people are getting a little more and more extreme when, when it comes to attention seeking. And then the Internet storm is gone and it all goes back to normal again. Did, uh, did the Google, the guy I was talking about, was Danny Heatley. Danny Heatley. And oh. he, he signed a big contract with Ottawa from Atlanta. This is years ago. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out, so there was a minor protest by somebody who actually put his jersey. Yeah. Because I, I, I saw it. I was in back in Ottawa at the yeah. time. And I went, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, I think I think a lot of the, the quote-unquote protests that we're seeing in Kaepernick was a great example. I think a lot of it is just... The internet allows everybody to crawl out of the cellar and and make themselves heard, whether they're legitimate or not. And they get instant notoriety by going with the right hashtags, with the right links, uh, you know, saying, putting the right words in the right order at the right time. I mean, look at us. Today, when I go home, what I'm going to do, I'm going to I'm going to post this up as a as an interview, and I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about um, Tiger Woods, and it'll hitch itself right along to that bandwagon. But I'm sure I'll, get, I'll probably get twelve or thirteen listeners. <laughs> really? Yeah. Good, that's yeah. good for you. And my mom, my mom will tune <laughs> that's, in twice. That's good. Yeah, but you and I are talking on a positive level. Yeah. But now, out, outrage we'll, sells, man. Yeah. Well, we'll come back and we'll yeah. talk about the negative. Oh yeah. Because you know, <laughs> that that's sort of a lead into the next story. Junior, there. Uh, uh, the boy in the White House. Yeah, exactly. Well, we got to talk about him when we come back. I guess is uh, Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, author of Didn't See It Coming. His latest book is called Stop Busting Your Brand. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. While we're in a break, don't forget, if you have some brand questions, you can reach out to me anytime. I'm always happy to talk. 351 9 before 4. U.S. President Donald Trump weighed in on the problems with the Boeing 737 MAX airplane. That's the craft that has uh, come under scrutiny following two deadly crashes that claimed the lives of 346 people. Here's what the American leader said in a tweet. Quote, What do I know about branding? Maybe nothing, but I did become president. But if I were Boeing, I would fix the MAX 737, add some additional great features, and rebrand the plane with a new name. This is what he tweeted. No product has suffered like this one. But again, what the hell do I know? That's the U.S. president today. Let's continue our conversation with brand specialist Mark Stoiber. Uh, What do you make of Donald Trump's tweet? Um... Uh, he's the gift that keeps on giving. I, you know, you and I were talking about this off the air. We've brought him on so many times against our w- will and better judgment, but he just keeps giving us so many awesome touch points to, to reflect on and push back against. 
Can you rebrand Boeing? No. And why would you? Absolutely not. Uh, because what you've got, imagine again, like Nike and Tiger Woods, you've got a killer brand here. This is a brand that has... Pardon the pun. Yeah. That's not a pun. No, no that's you a want, bad... Would you like to rephrase, Council? This is, you've got a brand a that... A very important brand. You've got a brand that is, uh, has uh, killed a lot of people. Oh, that's okay. what I meant to you say. D- you did mean it that way. I, I did mean it that I did mean it that You've got a brand that has killed a lot of people. Yeah. Now, there are brands that harm people unintentionally, and it happens. We live, we live in a world where things happen. You know, you've got the Tylenol fiasco. You have got um, injuries that came from uh, the Audi 5000 years ago. You've got a whole bunch of things that, where brands unintentionally do bad things to people, and nobody at Boeing wanted to kill anybody. But you've got a brand that has killed a lot of people. Then, to exacerbate that, what you've got is a bit of deception, and jostling and uh, Boeing. Tell us where the deception and jostling comes in, because this, this has to do with the United States this has waiting to, as long as it did. Yes, to this has to do. This goes right aircraft. to the very top, and it's extremely cynical. Not unlike what happened when the airline dragged that gentleman off their airplane, and the president of the airline United. said, "Yeah, it was his fault." And they just they did all the worst things. Same thing happened here. The, the CEO of Boeing, Dennis Mullenberg, called Trump, reportedly trying to convince him not to ground the 737 MAX. U.S. was one of the last major countries to ground the plane. Uh, and that Trump then actually did a little, played a little defense. You're going, what was in his Christmas stocking? Because he said that planes are becoming far too complex to fly, almost uh, sort of being apologetic because... Uh, Boeing pilots, or the Air Air Ethiopia and the Lion Air people followed the Boeing instructions to fly this plane, and the autopilot, because they put in software where they should have put in a mechanical solution, it just went haywire and it it crashed the plane. So, and then he comes back and he says, well, you know, these planes, they're too darn complicated. And you're like, how tone deaf do you have to be? Now, the important part of this, a brand is two things. On the one hand, it's a promise you make to people that we are going to keep you safe in the air. Two, it's an expectation that people have that if something does go wrong, because things do go wrong, that you are going to act in good faith to take care of us. Which is what Tylenol did back in the 1980s. Which is what Tylenol some did. Poor, some poor child died because uh, he got he or she got into the, the bottle of Tylenol. So what did Tylenol do? Pull everything off the shelves. Mm-hmm. took a long time. And they come up with this uh, contraption where you, it's difficult the to... The foolproof open, top. The foolproof top. Which is what Audi didn't do. Which is what... Audi British, had a brake problem, eh? Audi had a problem where when people started the car, uh, if you shifted out of park into reverse, uh, there wasn't that device that you had to have your foot on the brake pedal in order to start the car. You could have your foot anywhere. So this was an entirely human-caused problem. So when you shifted into reverse, a lot of people had... Uh, they had their foot on the on the gas pedal by mistake. They shifted into reverse. Boom! The car shot out of the parking spot. Right. And there were n- nearly seven hundred incidents. Yes, there were there were thousands of incidents ultimately. And what it came down to today, when you start a car, you can't start a car unless you got your foot on the brake pedal. And that's what came out of this. It was a human-caused thing. But what happened was Audi, the folks at Audi said, no, 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 it's a human-caused thing. CBS broke the story. CBS broke a bad story. And uh, ultimately, they were disproved. uh, But they, you know, it was one of those things. The damage is done. So ultimately, I mean, Boeing, they acted in bad faith here by trying to do the the wraparound, you know, the little fake out. Yeah. And and get the, the plane just sort of whitewashed and we'll be fine. 
uh, just like Audi did, just like BP did with the Deepwater Horizon, where they did a major PR assault before they went after the, the actual hard work. Um, by the way, the BP, uh, I, I took a look at the uh, BP Horizon, the damage to the brand has been $62 billion, all right? The damage to British Petroleum. British Petroleum. Yes. Now, uh, Deepwater Horizon, that was the uh, That was the, the oil big blowout on, on the Gulf of Mexico. Right. And, and what happened was they, they had gone to great trouble creating a new brand, $211 million, creating Beyond Petroleum. I'm not sure if you remember that. That was a way to say, hey, we are green. We are green. We got lots of solar panels. Turns out they had no solar panels, and they blew out the Deepwater Horizon, and, and, and. Anyways, so can you rebrand a brand that kills? I don't think so because people have a long memory. And if you put some new doodads on this 737 and say, come on aboard, it's all fine. You're going to go, you lied to us last time. You were trying to get this thing in the in the air. But eventually these planes will go up in the air. Of course what, what they will. What does Boeing do? What does Boeing and, do? And, and more importantly, maybe not more importantly, but, but equally as important, what does Air Canada, WestJet, uh, uh, the American Airlines, who have all these planes, what do they do to say, oh, you're flying on this one. Do they have to do anything? Now let's take a page from Tiger Woods and Nike. Uh, Boeing is going through a bad time, and they will be going through a bad time for a while. I think that the airlines have to be, on the one hand, I, just like Nike was, Tiger's going through a tough time. We are going to see him through this, which means they also had words for Tiger, clean up your act. I think all the airlines have to say to Boeing, clean up your act, be absolutely transparent, fix this problem. Don't pretend to kind of fix the problem because we will dump you like a hot potato if you don't. However, we will stick with you if you're transparent to the public, if you show humility and, and apologize, if you try everything to make good plus, then we will stick with you. And I think that is the way for a brand to recover. Just like Tiger, I think Nike had words for him. His brand recovered and everybody was happy for it. But I think if they just try to do a classic superficial brand gloss over, mm -hmm. I think it will go absolutely sideways. Boeing's a pretty big company, not it's too a, far from here, yeah. and most people respect the company. Yeah, it's a great company. Uh, just made a couple of mistakes. I, and that's the way this has to go. So, I mean... But major mistakes. 346 people are dead. That's a big whoops. That's, that's, a, a, that's a big that's whoops. That's a terrible tragedy. But the only thing that could make it worse is to try to paper it over. And, uh, I mean, I, I just want to close with our, our friend Donald Trump. Thank you very much for pointing that out. Uh, and also, um, by the way, he is a trim, he is a brand expert. He has managed to sewer seven companies, seven good brands. His casinos, his vodka, his yeah. steaks. Yeah, his the university. The university. Who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, there. So there is somebody who should be leaving the world of brands alone. He has done a great job with The Apprentice, and it was wonderful. He managed to leverage that into a presidency, but. I definitely think that in this case, and something really stuck out to me, he says, if you just paper this over and change a few things, people will buy it. This is coming from someone who does not understand or empathize with the person flying on the airplane because he doesn't fly on that airplane. He flies on private planes. And I think in order to create a good brand, you have to have empathy for the person who is the customer and you have to feel what they feel. So uh, somebody coming and saying, you I know what, don't worry about the, it. I it's think when be they fine. gave out the empathy, I don't think Mr. Trump was. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't, wasn't around. He that. wasn't around right then. But I think you know anybody. There's a lesson for all the listeners that if you're going to create a brand, if your brand gets in trouble, have a little empathy for the person who is standing on the receiving end of this raw deal. Thanks for this, Mark. Thank you so much for having me again, Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant. His latest book, "Stop Busting Your Brand," three fifty nine. You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast for brands that